Hey guys, and welcome back to the Team Tone Podcast. This is Caleb. And I'm Pam. And thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Um, so, yeah, for those who don't know, um, I have been... Oh, I've spoken about this before on the podcast, um, but I've been working through a pornography addiction for... Well, since the start of our marriage, really, yeah? Yes. So, like, seven, seven years. Seven years. Uh, it's been something I've been working on. So, if you don't have a porn addiction, but you've had... I don't know, if you're struggling with something, some kind of addiction that you may... Um, you know, be struggling with in your marriage. Um, this episode's for you because over the seven years, um, I've gone through long periods of sobriety, but I've also slipped and relapsed um, a lot of times as well. So this podcast is pretty much just what I do uh, whenever I relapse um, to get back on track as fast as possible, and also from Pam's point of view, Pam's point of view as the spouse. Yeah. So, so yeah. let's get started. So let's get into it. So obviously, obviously, because I've been at it for a long time, um, like the number one, the the first thing that you can do whenever you relapse, if you're working your way to get into healthy recovery from an addiction, is to tell your spouse um, as soon as you relapse. Mm-hmm. So what about if you're not married? So if you're not married, um, it would be to admit it. Admit, admit to yourself first, I admit guess. Admit to yourself first. Then I guess you... maybe a spouse is like second because if you don't admit it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, true. So the first one is actually. So number one is to admit to yourself that you have relapsed, that you have. Um, yeah. Yeah, that you've slipped and, and you've made a mistake. And just like with everything else in life, you're not going to be perfect the first time you yeah. you try and get like um, quit a bad habit or. I guess with this in this case an addiction, which is really mm-hmm. hard to break. It's many years of a habit that's just formed and um It's rewired your brain. Yeah. To act a certain and so way. So I think yeah. it's like also forgiving yourself and understanding that it, you're not gonna like um be sober or it's not just gonna go away overnight. Yeah, it takes a lot of practice, it takes a lot of falling on your face and just getting back up. And yeah. So, so the first one first is, thing is to admit to yourself, yeah, to be honest with with you that you did make a mistake that you're not that you didn't want to do, but then yeah, to own up to it and so you can correct it. Mm. And so second thing from that is then to tell yeah your spouse or if you're working with like a sponsor or like a trusted friend, I don't know if you have like an accountability partner, um, is to yeah admit to it straight away. Yeah. So you can move on because if you don't. In my experience, like, it just it lingers in the back of your mind and you tend to relapse over and over again because you haven't addressed that, you know, you have made a mistake. Yeah. So and it's not addressed and it's going to continue to happen. Mm. So addressed to who? Addressed to yourself or addressed to me? Like, what? Yeah, addressed to you or to myself and you. If it's not addressed, if it's, if, if, it's, if there's no light that sh- that's shone on it, then it's going to continue to happen. Yeah. So it's kind of going on the, um, what do you call it? Like addiction, like thrives in secrecy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you want to break But that's in... the thing. This is like easier said than done because you plenty of times oh, never yeah. ever tell me. Oh, 100%. Like I have to like pull it out of you. Oh, there's so, so much... many times. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I say it's like it's a long journey that requires a lot of failing. Because there's so much shame attached to, like, your actions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But so, so say, in saying that, like, as an 
like a from your angle mm. um what are things that you justify to yourself of not telling me like oh yeah so, a lot and of so the, that people know that it's normal to oh, have yeah. these so feelings. it's normal to have like thoughts about oh you know like if i tell my spouse then it's going to make it worse mm-hmm. like oh i should just keep it to myself because it's going to hurt her more than telling her okay so we'll we'll, we'll start with that point so one thing f- this uh, for myself as a spouse is that it's not going to make it worse like mm. sure it means that i'm going to like react to it in a certain way i will probably feel hurt i feel like crying i'd feel betrayed mm-hmm. all of that but for me the sh- the shorter or the faster you come to me um the the more forgiving i feel i can be for it mm. because it's like okay so you did really slip you you actually um mean that you're sorry because mm-hmm. you're coming to me straight away with it you trust me enough that you're coming to me straight away with it um to tell me and i feel like you know it's it creates like an intimacy where okay cool he's he actually wants to talk to me about this mm. and instead of if you don't tell me and you end up trying to hide it it feels like you're building a wall yeah between us yeah so that's a thought that like that's something that I've had to try and focus on when I do make a mistake is that, like, yes, it's going to hurt her, but she'd rather me tell her than me lie. Yeah, because the, like it's gonna the make lying's going to make it worse. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm honest up front, it's actually better for me. And, like, just trying to get that through my head, which is taking a lot of, like, a lot of practice. Yeah. But that's the thing is, too, is, like, um, you can't control your partner and, and the way they're going to react to it sometimes, too. Mm. And so, like, yeah, yeah, you try your best to be honest and don't justify in your mind that, oh, they're going to get mad, they're going to get angry. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. That's part of it. That's kind of like the consequences of your yeah. actions. But obviously, you, as a, for myself, I'm like, I don't want that. I'm trying to run away from, mm. from pain for her and for me. So, like, that's part of the rationalization and I think when you have an addiction man you get really good at making up lies and believing them just to just to make yourself feel safe yeah and it is scary like it's and another thing too that you did tell me like we've had so many conversations about this was that like you think that you think that I will see you differently or that mm. um, I will think you're a creep yeah, yeah or that kind of stuff, yeah. like I'll find you disgusting um, for, like, watching pornography and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're kind of this... I don't know. Yeah, I think that's just something you have to, like, learn. Learn that it's not true. Like, a lot of mm. those things that I make up and rationalise, and that the honesty is honestly the best policy. Yeah. And just to try it, like, and see how it works for your relationship. I think relationships, they're built on trust... So when you're honest, that builds trust, even if it hurts them in the short term, long term, there's more trust. If you lie, yeah. on the other hand, yeah, up front, like you don't hurt them, but long term, it frays at the trust, so your relationship's going to get worse. And so that's just something that I've really had to learn. Is if I really want to gain the trust, I need to be honest, no matter yeah. what. Like, no matter what, be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it builds intimacy, and it builds, like, she gets to see the real me, instead of, like, me trying to put on a mask in the show 
Mm. Yeah. And it feels better too. Like, I feel way better when I'm honest after I've, you know, told you. Yeah. So the faster, the better. That's yeah. number one. Yeah. 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 Anything else? No, that's it. Then number two. That was number two. No? Oh, no, that was number one. Oh, that was number one, To yourself and to others, number one, honesty. Cool. Number two for me definitely has to be having a... I want to say, like, my morning routine. Mm -hmm. I want to say that's, like, that's huge. So number two would be just getting straight back onto your routine. Yeah, get back into a routine of your life. Yeah. yeah. Because that's the thing is, this is is a podcast for those who are already, like, on their sobriety or what do you call it on their recovery journey yeah so trying to like just hop back onto your to what you're already doing what you're doing that that's working mm. you know so for me what has worked in the past that i know that's like a proven like proven routine for me is to wake up um to meditate in the morning to pray and to read the scriptures for me yeah like for you it could be a book i don't know but like just having that time every single morning for myself to be I don't know just to have time for myself as it changes everything so like getting back to a routine because like as a person that's like I don't know like that hasn't when you have an addiction like you become quite um like obsessed about certain things mm-hmm. so if you can get obsessed about like your morning routine or like certain practices like that's benefiting you instead of like to your detriment then you got to progress and so, yeah, my morning routine is, like, something, you know, like, I do every single day. Yeah. And, like, it helps me. Mm-hmm. And that's so the thing, too, is, like, I guess you can apply this to anyone else who's just starting up, is, say, if you're relapsed, yeah, it's, like, finding yourself a new routine, finding yeah. yourself things Practices that... Practices that you can do. Yeah. On a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we read this book, the Love You Hate, Hate the Porn, Born, yeah. and it talks about how um, mostly men, but I think a lot of people who do end up getting addicted to pornography, um, yeah, they can fixate. Yeah, a fixate. Lot, yeah, and they fixate on uh, like images and things mm. like that, and so yeah, it's important for them to like create a routine or create things habits. Yeah. Um, in their lives that are healthier. Yeah. Yeah, they can kind Go of for walk. Yeah. Um. Not distract, but how would you say, like, replace? Um, yeah. Like, your addictive behaviours or unhealthy yeah. behaviours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you need to replace with something else or else you're going to keep going back to it. Yeah. And well, so, it's like you can't um, expect different results if you keep doing the same things. Yeah. And I, I found that like, when I stopped doing my morning routine, then I, it was easier for me to relapse mm-hmm. or to slip. Yeah. So, yeah, have a routine that works for you. Mm-hmm. And then do it every single day, and don't miss. Like what what I call it is like be ruthless with my daily routine. So like, yeah. have to have some kind of, I don't know, real what, determination and inner commitment. Yeah. To to do that, so that's something that I that I do that really does help me on a daily basis stay healthy in recovery. Mm-hmm. And I guess as a from to like back. as a spouse, um, being supportive of that. Because I know there's some mornings you wake up late and, like, what's important is that you do get that in. Yeah, it gives them time in, yeah. Yeah, so just, like, being supportive as a spouse to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Making that. sure that that gets done. Yeah. 
And I yeah, thank you for that. For doing that for me. Supporting. And yeah, the last one? Yeah. The last one for me is um to take care of your health, to look after your body. I think there's a big correlation between I think how we take care of our body and how that impacts our decision making, especially with addictions. So whenever I was eating like crap and rubbish, again it was easier for me to to relapse. So taking yeah, better care of my body, eating better, sleeping better. Ex- obviously, I exercise for work, but yeah, eating, sleeping. Yeah. Prioritizing. Not rest. staying up late. Yeah, not staying up late. Nope. Because yeah, that's when you're susceptible. When you think about it, when you're alone, mm-hmm. and everyone's asleep, is when yeah you can make really bad decisions. Yeah. So, looking after your body by exercising, eating better, making sure you get enough rest, sleeping earlier. Yeah. Because, yeah, you think about, like, the addictions are, like, it's has, has to do with your brain. And so, obviously, the food, your sleep, it's all affecting your... Hormone your, levels. Yeah, mental capacity. And how you, like I said, it's all back comes back to, like, making decisions, making choices. Are they going to be good choices or are they going to be default? bad choices that have led to you know pain and suffering so yeah i think sometimes i guess all in all too um is not relying on your own willpower Mm. that you know what if i i guess on willpower and like just relying that like that there's an outside source that's going to help you only yeah like praying to god that he's gonna forgive me for this and then all of a sudden if i have enough faith and if I have enough willpower, I'm going to be sober for the rest of my life. Mm-mm. That yeah. doesn't work. Like, you actually need to action it out. Be consistent. Um, try your best. And that's the thing, too, is there's going to be trials and hardships. And it's going to be tough. And you're going to relapse. And as a spouse, it's going to be really hard to watch the relapses. And to, you know, feel betrayed over and over and over again. Mm. Um but that's another thing too. As a spouse, is like I, I, what I never liked in the last seven years of relapses was the promise that I'm gonna be better. I'm, I'm not gonna. This is the last time. Yeah, that's lies. Um, I'm not gonna. Um, you know, I'll be sober by the time we have the next child, or yeah, like that. I did that, do that a lot. That to me was it's like all or nothing kind of thinking. Yeah, for me it was more like um, extra betrayal because mm. um, you're telling me you're gonna do this, and then when you do when you would relapse, it would hurt even more because I remember that the pro- the promise that was made in the last relapse. And so it's important that, you know, as, um, what do you call it? As the person who is the addict or the user, m- making sure that, you know, you're not making these promises because that's not how, unless... That's uh, the, the road yeah, to recovery doesn't work like that. That's not how it works. Yeah. Um, as much as you wish it, w- it would. And then as a spouse... I think it's like, yeah, yeah, don't believe them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but more so, I find that f- nowadays or like throughout the years, it's gotten easier and easier each relapse, mm. like from a spousal point. Um, more so because I'm learning more about, I've learned a lot more about the addiction. Yeah, I understand it more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like as a spouse, you've got to educate yourself more. But then also, it's important. For that, me too, too, as well. Yeah. Yeah. For both of you, to understand what what you're doing and then also helping your spouse to... Yeah, be patient. um, 
see it to understand that this is actually what's going on. Like, I promise I'm not just being like an egg and doing this stuff to you. Yeah, it's something deeper. Yeah, it's a lot deeper than that. And it took me years to finally understand that. um, Because whenever he would relapse, I'd I'd just be like, oh, you just chose it. You decided that you wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. When, um, yeah, majority of the time, it's just, it's actually way more deeper than that, than just doing that. Yeah, and I think also having Mark, like I have a, a counsellor, professional that I see, kind of like a mentor. Um, so they help, yeah, if you see professionals as well, or like proper professionals, not just like some person that doesn't know what they're talking about, but like a real professional can really aid you in your recovery mm-hmm. too. So there's a lot of things. There's so much resources yeah, out there. I think there's just, the... just doing it, just finding something yeah. that works for you. 12-step like, recovery program, so many free resources out there. Yeah that you can try and use. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think just the, the underlying message throughout this all is that it's a journey. There's lots of ups and downs. Um, but we've just mentioned a few things that help that, has, that have helped us um, in our own journey with this. Uh, we're not perfect. like, And it's, uh, I think for me as the, um, well, the addict or the user. defensor. <laughs> user. So I'd say the user, I'm the addict. Yeah. Because um, I don't identify myself as that, but um, yeah, it's just it's a it's a way for me to really connect with my wife, to be more honest, to be transparent, and just to, to stay on top of it. Like it's something that I have to, I have to keep on top of for the rest of my life. Yeah, which is a healthy way of living anyway. Like being honest, looking after my body, having good routines. Like that's a good way to live. So it's really helped me to change who I am and it's helped our marriage tremendously because I've had to be open to mm. work through it. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? No, that's all. Before we wrap up, try to keep these under 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it or learnt something or took has taken something from it. Yeah. And reach out if you have any questions or if you want any help uh, on our Instagram yeah. yeah, always here to help and to share what we have gone through as well. So, all right, we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye.